Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where normally we revisit all those amazing reality shows that only had one season. But today, join us as we continue our series, The Hills Have Size Le where we're discussing The Hills' new beginnings. Today, we'll be discussing episode nine, This Hangover Better Be Expensive. I liked that. Frank Pezzanite the third. I'm Meredith Broadbeck. Um, and for house cleaning, just again, not a ton since we've been recording every week, like we said we would. Um, Heather, in an adorable tweet, um, Gloom Cookie tweeted us, <laughs> we tweeted me actually, and said, Remember, there are lots of pie varieties that don't involve fruit, <laughs> in parentheses, chunks of peanut butter pie, coconut custard, coconut cream, banana cream, salted honey custard, Earl Grey cream, espresso chocolate cream. If you ever go to LA, check out the pie hole or Republic of Pie. Um, uh, and that was because we had mentioned, I had mentioned that, you know, yes. I hate fruit dessert and pie is the one time I will make an exception for fruit dessert. Yeah. Um, and then Heather also tweeted and said six people on the boat. Was that including, including the crew with a laughing face? And then Heather also said, I'm curious, was Spencer just grabbing pies at Ralph's or Gelson's or was he getting higher quality pie goods at independent bakeries? I'm guessing Ralph's or Gelson's. Yeah. I would say probably, I'm, I'm, you know, not thinking. If, if they had fallen on hard times. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then let's see. And then Lee, Lee Fenn had tweeted us and said, um, had to pause and tweet and reaffirm our Kindred Hills connection. I'm also not feeling Audrina at all, nor do I buy Spencer and Jason as his friends. Plus, I've definitely wished for a Pam and Linda spinoff. Amen. Uh, she also said she did some research on where the hide location is in Australia, but sadly it's on the Gold Coast in Queensland, so she can't pop by. Damn. <laughs> that would be like the most distant and amazing boots on the ground ever. <laughs> um, um, uh, totally. Um, and Miss Megs tweeted and said she's finding Audrina to be ridiculous. Agreed. Um, and then uh, I'm so bad at clicking on Twitter things. And then um, I posted, uh, when I was live tweeting, I posted um, uh, Heidi's track. And Steph Steph Bergenson, uh, oh no, Steph Bengtson, Steph B-E-N-G-T-S-O-N. Um, tweeted us um, <laughs> an amazing gif of someone going like this and doing magic. It's very funny. Um, let's see. The the artwork for her single is pretty interesting, too. Um, and then all other tweets were my live tweets. So that's it for Twitter tweets. And then I would like to say a very special hello, welcome to the pod, and shout out to Wendy Spellman, Friend in real life for more years than I care to count, but now friend of the pod. I did her hair today, and she not only has listened to, she started last time I did her hair, and has listened to all of them, and is now completely caught up. That's incredible, and welcome. Incredible. So, welcome, Wendy, <laughs> and thank you. Welcome to the folds. Awesome. Um, so I also have some house cleaning, and we got a mention on the gram, which was very exciting. And Chantel at Hitting Refresh tagged us in a comment on Instagram. And it's amazing because it's in the comments by celebs Instagram, which I love. And Linda Thompson, she commented at Caitlin, Caitlin Uh Carter, Brody's ex. 
and said, and for the record, honey, the only shade I throw is my own shadow walking away from drama. You know I love you. I always have, and I always will. Heart, heart. Uh, I love Linda Thompson so much. She is a queen. First of all, I love that, like, I don't think I could have even come up with the only shade I throw is my shadow when I walk away. And this is coming from, like, a 60-something-year-old woman. Like, she's amazing. Yes, and we're now following her. It's incredible. I, she can do no wrong in my book. So that was amazing. And thank you, Chantel, for bringing that to my attention. And just some, not house cleaning, but things we need to touch on before we dive into the episode. Brody, Caitlin, Miley Cyrus, and he is now dating um, Josie Canseco, Jose Canseco's daughter. Brody is? Yes. Okay. And he has already been quoted as saying that Josie is marriage material. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? <laughs> she's You've also been up for like three weeks. She's twenty-two. So oh. there's that. Also, Caitlin and Miley sent Brody. Did you see this? A birthday gift. It was his birthday Uh-oh. a couple days ago, and they sent him a giant gift basket from like a weed farm. Okay. And it said. Something like it was quippy. Hold on. Let me check his Instagram. It was like a weed like to wish you a happy birthday. W E E D. And then it said, love, love Miley and Caitlin. And he Instagram storied it, thanking them. Um, so maybe it's a very amicable divorce on his end. He made a comment on Instagram too, like that thing where people write notes in their phone and then take a picture of it, all about how like he loves Caitlyn and he wants people to leave her alone. Oh, well, I mean, awesome then. I, I didn't realize it was that amicable because I knew the only thing I saw from him was he made that comment about like he and Liam should be seen holding hands together or something or kiss right. or something along those lines. And so I assumed that he was implying that their whole relationship hit Miley and Caitlyn was bullshit for publicity. Like, I thought that's what he was implying. Right. I think some of his friends said that. I don't know that Brody did. And I think Caitlin and Brody's separation is amicable. Like, you can kind of tell in the show they were headed in different directions. They weren't officially married. But Miley and Liam's, I think, is getting uglier oh, by it's the a minute. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. I know they're, because they've been going after each other on Twitter. But um, I didn't realize how amicable... Well, then why is Linda tweeting that to Caitlin? Because that kind of implies that Caitlin, or Instagramming it, because that implies that Caitlin was being shady. I know. Let me see if I can go back in the comment and maybe I don't, I don't, I do follow Caitlin though. So I don't know. I have no idea. She probably just said something about like Brody or something. I, I don't know. Good question. Something I should have looked up and did not. No, um, I'm just curious. I wonder if they did comments by celebs. Oh, God, this feed is so long. Oh, geez. I, d- I don't know, but I can look that up for next time. I don't want to waste time doing it now. Um, and just on a sad, quick note, Lauren Conrad's dog, Chloe, of Hill's original fame, passed away this week. Oh, no. Yeah. The little puppy that her and Lo got in the house. That's sad. Yep. She posted a little tribute to Chloe and it made me sad. It's a bad week for dogs, man. Yeah. 
But that's it. That's all my house cleaning, and we can jump into this epi. Let's do it. Okay. We open, and Spencer is going to a jewelry store that I didn't catch the name of. Jamie Geller Jewelry. Okay, I wrote Geller question mark, so I was close. Yeah, Jamie, it's her, the woman's name is Jamie Geller, and it's Jamie Geller Jewelry. I figured. And he's having a private showing with Whitney. My favorite, though, is when he says, I can't see other people when I shop for ice. Yeah. Okay. Well, it also, this episode in particular, when you said to me, like, you don't think that Heidi and Spencer think they're as famous as Kyle Richards? And I was like, oh, God, they totally do. Like, you can see it all over their face. Um, So he's looking at getting Heidi a 10th anniversary present for their vow renewal that they're doing in Santa Barbara. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's looking at rings and Whitney, I actually think is doing a great job of navigating Spencer and trying to keep him focused because he's shopping for himself. And she says, but is it classic? (laughs) And she's trying to get him to pick something timeless. And I think he ends up going with sort of like a diamond encrusted. It's not a band. It's like multiple bands in one, right? The one that he got her. Yeah. Oh, it was, um, was it multi? I thought it was just a really thick. It was like an inch thick, and it almost looked like two. It, I mean, it, so it had multiple like rows of diamonds, but it yeah. seemed like two very thick bands with multiple rows of diamonds that were fused together. Yeah. So it was. It had a stacked look, but it was one ring, um, and it was twelve thousand dollars apparently. Um. Oh, because they filmed last year. Never mind. Um, yes, it was. Well, it was $12,000 was the price. I'm sure the fact that Jamie Guller jewelry got to be on the hills and TV and promoted that they got a heavy discount. Yes. And Whitney admits that she's a little shocked that they're still married, but that it's amazing that they've defied the odds and they proved everyone wrong. Um, for sure. Um, the, my two takeaways from this were one, I think it's very interesting that this season they're really going in on the Whitney and Spencer and Stephanie have been friends since high school. I know because that was not ever mentioned once in the original Hills. Like we found out through research, like they acted like they didn't know each other before meeting through Lauren. Um, And I think it's very funny that the new narrative is like, Oh, we've been friends since high school. Yeah. And Whitney's the person I would call to help me pick out a ring. Um, I did appreciate the Whitney flashback. We got to see a little Lisa love. And the scene with Whitney and Lady Gaga, like that was fun. Yeah. Also on that note of Spencer's old friends, I did notice that, so Spencer and Jason, they're not super close, but there were some historical interactions that I saw photos of online, which made me think that it was sort of a publicity type deal, but there were pictures of Heidi and Spencer introducing Gunner to Jason and Ashley's daughter. Like they all got together a few times and did stuff. Uh Yeah. Recently or well, Jason's daughter just turned two. So, you know, maybe a year and a half ago or so. So it was Gunner a newborn. He was, they were both pretty small. Yeah. Cause Gunner's only like one and a half. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, that would have been once they knew about this show. Like I don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I did. I want to let you know, I found it. Um, and then so Spencer goes off on this tangent about who they're invite or well, it's not a tangent it's related, but he's talking about who they're going to invite. 
Um, and he's only getting, he's going to invite people that are getting along. So Brody's not invited. And then we get the flashback to Stephanie getting Spencer all fired up about Brody when really it has nothing to do with Stephanie. Well, and a a real problem of mine with this whole season and part of the issue is with social media and all of that stuff. Um, we know that Spencer and Stephanie and Heidi are not friends and not talking. We know that Brody and Caitlin are no longer together. We know that Brandon Lee and Ashley are no longer together. Like, it's very hard to be invested in this show when all the stuff we're seeing, we know comes to naught. Like, it's like, uh, like I have a hard time buying this, like Spencer, I'm standing up for Stephanie and like, this is all because of Stephanie. And it's like, oh, we know this blows up in like an episode or like you guys aren't friends anymore. Right. And the Spencer shopping with Whitney thing really threw me because he trashed her all over make Spidey famous again. Oh, he did. Yeah. And she was on Prattcast. Oh, I didn't hear her episode of Prattcast. Yeah. So what was he trashing her about? I don't know. I don't listen to that, but they talked about it this week on Prattcast. Oh, cause I haven't listened to Prattcast this week. Was she on this week? No. And they're basically, so it was, it was okay this week. It was just Wells and the two other women that he sometimes talks to, but they made a joke well, about how, not. no, they made a joke about how they don't know where Stephanie is. And I feel like that's a scary thing. I hope it's a, I thought she was going to that wedding in the Maldives and I hope that's where she is, but. I, um, I like the Pratt cast when she's not on it. <laughs> well, so you know how last time Wells sort of trashed her? Yeah. This time he completely defended her. Oh, all right. So that actually, that thrilled me. Good. I mean, I am on her side, but we'll get to that later. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what's hard. Again, like you're saying, like Spencer trashed Whitney. It's very hard to be invested and watch this stuff when we know it all blows up. Right. Like we know none of these people are currently friends. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so speaking of Stephanie, then we go to busy B mm-hmm. and we are shopping for lingerie and sex toys for Heidi's bachelorette party. Except they didn't buy any sex toys. And you don't get a bachelorette party for vow renewals unless you're on television. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Ever. And vow or a bachelor party. Yeah. And vow renewals are also sort of a TV thing in my opinion. Um, so <laughs> Stephanie says that she said to Heidi, she wants them to show the world how sick of a couple they are. That's what was shocking to me was how much of a Stan Heidi, I mean, uh, Stephanie is being for Spidey in these recent episodes. Yeah. When just episodes ago at the beginning of the series, she was very nervous and scared to see them and treading lightly. And now all of a sudden they have one meal and she's all back in. Yeah. I thought it was a little strange, Um, but I loved that when Misha showed up, she was like, I see that you're, you're wearing Hermes today to go sex toy shopping. Yeah. Um, I did love them shopping together and it felt like, I don't know. I, I enjoyed them hanging out. I hope we get to see it more. Um, so when Misha told Stephanie, she looked really good in the red pleather jacket she and did. She, 
She did. And Stephanie asked if she looked like a prostitute and Misha said no. And Stephanie said, damn it. <laughs> um, yes. When I was live tweeting, I said that Stephanie looked like she was um, cosplaying the um, queen of hearts from Alice in Wonderland as a dominatrix. Yeah. And I'm very much here for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then they start talking about Audrina and Brody and how Audrina is the reason that Brody attacks Stephanie and she calls Audrina enemy number one, which is funny because that's what Brody called or Spencer called Brody last week. And Stephanie adds, fuck Brody. He's a dick. Which and, again, like they're friends now. I know. And so then she tells Misha that Misha needs to be on Audrina duty at the bachelorette party. Great. Yeah. So she's <laughs> going to be on Heidi duty. Right. Okay. And then we go to the recording studio. We're in the stew. Heidi's in the stew. And it's the greatest thing ever. And I meant to rewatch it before we recorded today and I forgot, but I'm so happy it's on my DVR because I was cackling throughout the whole scene. Um, I have lots of thoughts. Uh, my first is that Gunner is adorable. Yeah, he is. Gunner is really cute. Um, I. Oh, Heidi cannot sing like no. at all. It's just, no. and it's really funny because in the Facebook group, um, usually people are very mixed. Like in the Facebook group that like, there's like half the Facebook group is pro Stephanie, half is pro Adrena. The one thing that has brought the Facebook group together is the general consensus that Heidi cannot fucking sing. <laughs> like Everyone, like the three or 4,000 people that are in the Facebook group, everyone agrees. Heidi cannot sing. Like, it is terrible, and she needs to stop immediately. Yeah. Um, I, well, the, the part that was most amusing to me was Justin Bobby. Same. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? Like, first of all, Mr. I like fear. I like hardcore bands. You, you do not like her weird, fluffy, Christian, soft pop rock. Like, there's no way in hell that you think this is a good song. No, and he says that he likes the message that she's sending. Yeah. Oh, really? Because the message that she's sending is insanely hypocritical. Let's also talk about that. She's talking about how family is the only thing that matters and you just need your family and God. But then they have a podcast about wanting to become famous again. They're burning through money like nobody's business. Her song is about diamonds. Yeah. So let's... Okay, you like the message she's sending, fine. My second favorite part of the scene, though, was that Spencer is 100% Heidi's biggest fan. And it's, it's amazing. He, she was butchering the shit out of the song and making everyone's ears bleed, and he was jamming out. And that's what I kind of want to talk about a little bit with you. Okay. Does he really, is he really so like love blind that he thinks it's good? Um, or is he, is this just an act he's putting on for her sake? It's, I think it's a combination of like all of the above, you know, it's like, they're very Kim and Croy kind of, you know, like they probably do love each other that much. They are obsessed with each other that much. They don't have an outside network. So they are each other's biggest fans, but it's also something that they really ramp up for television, I'm sure. But even Croy 
has never like jammed out to tardy for the party or my wig, my wig, my wig. I watched that fucking horrible show. No more. I've actually taken it off my DVR. But like, even he is not like, this is the best song I've ever heard. Well, they have more of a joking relationship. At least they did historically. I also gave it up. And, and they still do. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Heidi and Spencer don't like, and he watching that scene, as you know, you watched it as well. He seemed to really be into the song. And yes. I, I want to know in the still of the night, when all is quiet <laughs> and he is left alone with his thoughts, if he truly believes that she is an amazing pop star quality singer, or if it's just, I'm going to placate my wife because I love her and I want her to be happy. So I'm going to pretend that she's an amazing singer. So I'm guessing that Spencer, with his producing background, he's not worried about the quality of her vocals. He just sees Heidi as a star. And he knows that like production will take care of the rest, but that Heidi is destined for glory. Okay. You know, like, I think they think that each other is a superstar. So agreed. I mean, agreed, but I just, how could you hear that and think it was good? I mean, like you said, sure. When it's auto tuned and whatever the fuck, it'll sound great. I mean, I am someone who actually listens to her other songs used to run to them all the time when I still was running like, and they are auto tuned and they did sound great. So I'm sure that will all be fixed. Like you said, in production, but right to sit there and listen to it before it's been produced yeah, and act like it is amazing would be difficult for me. Yes. And it's funny that I brought up Kim Zolciak because I was trying to think of the last time I cringed that hard watching a reality star sing on TV. And it was probably her like in the early days of Atlanta when she first started, when she wanted to become a country singer at first. Oh, so bad. At least Luann doesn't try and put out a tune. She kind of just talks. Oh, she sings sometimes and it's not good. No. <laughs> um, so then on their, after Heidi sings and all the wincing and stuff is done, they talk about Audrina hanging out with Ryan Cabrera. And Justin calls Ryan a punk and says his hair is bad. I did enjoy the bad hair talk. Yes. I was very amused by it. Yes. Um, although, so Justin, is this where he has the weird flashback about how Ryan Cabrera wouldn't even shake his hand and they played the yes. flashback? Yes. I'm not sure that I, I didn't entirely agree with his detective work there, but the hair comment won me over, so it's fine. What do you mean his detective work? He said something about how Ryan wouldn't shake his hand when real, and then they showed this clip and it was like they were across a table and Ryan like went for the fist bump instead. I think Ryan's just oh. an op- No, 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 no. He's 100% right. Justin Bobby puts his hand out and Ryan says, I don't shake hands. I do high fives. Okay. And so he puts his hand up for a high five and then Justin Bobby puts his fist up for a fist bump and it ends up this awkward high five fist bump. Right. But I didn't take it as Ryan being rude. I took it as Ryan being like the world's biggest nerd. I feel like telling someone I don't shake hands unless you're like some known crazed germaphobe is pretty fucking rude. I know. I mean, I get it. I just like, because Ryan Cabrera to me is such a nerd. Look at his hair, his songs, you know, his face. 
<laughs> like I just think that he's like it's like the equivalent of someone being like oh I don't shake hands I hug and he's like oh I don't shake hands I high five like he's a he's a loser that's how I took it he is a loser but it came off I don't know like you it, the way he said it was rude okay well I'm I like it, I'm on Justin Bobby's side on this one it was I mean rude. I'm on Justin's side over Ryan Cabrera any day anyway so it doesn't matter but it didn't entirely add up to me. And Justin seemed really heated about it, which I thought was kind of funny because it was what, like 10 years ago, probably. Oh, at least. Yeah. So then we go to the OBGYN office with Caitlin and Brody. And I, we don't have to talk about this because it's a moot point. Like they're not together anymore. They're not having babies. All I wrote was um, embryos equals boring and sad. Yeah. Um, I actually, the thing, the only, my only takeaway from this scene is that embryos thaw better than eggs. Yeah. I didn't know that. I did not know that either, but you learn I mean, something I, every day. I have nothing frozen, nor do I have plans to freeze anything, but I was just kind of like, huh, write that down. <laughs> I, I did like that when the doctor was like, you're only 30. I read a like, book, down. read yeah. a book, Google something. Oi vey. And then we go to the rooftop again. Which I hope is getting a huge cut because they're doing all their filming there. Um, MTV and Bravo keep that place in business. I mean, aside from the view and cocktails, I'm sure. But um, And they just start talking about Santa Barbara and Audrina doesn't know if she wants to bring Ryan. And then in her confessional, she says that Ryan has brought light back to my life and they're taking it at a snail's pace. Meanwhile, you're dating someone else, Audrina. I know. And then they talk about the bachelorette party and how Audrina's dreading it because alcohol intensifies situations. And she's gone head-to-head with Stephanie a few times before. And she feels like a deer in headlights sometimes. Now, this is where I'm going to play a little bit of producer's devil advocate. I almost wonder if this scene was filmed after The Bachelorette. Oh, because I thought it was very interesting that she was talking about Stephanie's drinking. Yeah. She's like when Stephanie gets drunk, like she gets very belittled and like, we've seen no evidence of this before. And that's what ended up happening was Stephanie got drunk. Oh, so yeah. I almost wonder if this was filmed after the fact. I, it I seemed don't know. a little too spot on to me. And we've ne- when else, when have we seen Stephanie get drunk and be crazy? Yeah. Never. Yeah. I don't, was she drinking at Friendsgiving? I don't remember that. No. I mean, maybe like a glass of wine or something, but she wasn't like wasted. Yeah. I mean, there was that one time in the old hills when she yelled like, Spencer's my family, Heidi's my family. And Audrina was there, but that was again, 10 years ago. She was sober then. Yeah, true. She wasn't drinking then. So like that, I don't know the whole thing. It's just like, whatever. But I just that because I'm going to talk about something later where produced production did something a little sneaky with the editing. And so now I'm getting a little suspicious. So I think that there's a chance this may have been filmed after the fact. Okay. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. So then we go to plate fit and Which I want to go to. Have you ever stood on one of those things? No, I didn't even know we have it here. I want to go to what a vibrating thing. Like it looks fun. 
So I stayed in a hotel once and I used the hotel gym and they had one of those. And so of course I turned it on and just like stood on it for a minute, wanted to see what it was like. It is wild. And I can't imagine doing a 30 minute class on it. What does it do? It's a giant vibrator. So basically like. I love that they were sitting on that. (laughs) Yeah. So you know how like. Party in my pants. Have you ever done like a squat on like a BOSU ball or something like that? But it's like that on, on speed. Like it's, you're standing on a giant vibrator trying to exercise. Oh, so it's like a core thing. It's an everything thing. It's like your stability muscles while doing other things. Well, I a hundred percent want to do it and I want to get a plate fit. Okay, let's go. (laughs) By the way, can you like move your screen at all? I can only see your forehead. (laughs) Oh, yeah, here. I'm just, like, sitting back on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) I can see, like, the top of your glasses and your forehead. Here, is that better? Yes. (laughs) Okay, there we go. I realize I'm sitting in the dark, but I could only see that. That was funny. (laughs) Um, So I enjoy Ashley a lot, and so they're at Plate Fit, and they just have... Ashley seems to get along with everybody in a way that I really like, and... You know, they're talking about how they don't want to play into the petty bullshit. And then somebody says, what about the bachelorette party? And it was the most dubbed thing. There's There's been a lot of that. Yeah, production's definitely getting their hands dirty. Um, And Stephanie goes on and on about how she's back and closer with family now. But she doesn't want to mend things with Audrina. She can be civilized, but she is done with Audrina. And so then Ashley confesses about Jason's recent slip with alcohol and Stephanie looks sincerely sad and starts to cry. And then she confides in Ashley about her own struggles with addiction. And math specifically and depression. Yeah, it was, it was touching and sad. It was. Yeah. Um, but I liked the sympathy that they had for one another around it. It was nice. And then we go to Belcampo with Spencer and Brandon. And I think they ate like 10 different kinds of meat in a single meal. <laughs> it's not that they ate 10 different kinds. They had chicken wings and burgers. But this is where this scene is so fucking spliced out of order. It's insane in the membrane. Yes. They also ate steak tartare because I saw it. That oh, it's, Yes. It's just so many types of meat. I, I, ugh, I can't. Um, so Spencer talks about how a bikini company reached out to him about Art Basel and wanting the models to wear crystals. And Spencer orders a skinny Bloody Mary. What the fuck is that? I literally wrote that in my notes. Like, what the fuck is a skinny Bloody Mary? My note says skinny Bloody Mary. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I meant to, I wanted to ask you, I figured you would know. How the fuck do you skinify vodka and tomato juice? I don't know. I I have no idea. I seriously don't understand. Is it like mixed with soda water or something? Because that's disgusting. I, uh, Hold on, I'm Googling it because now I want to know. Maybe they make like light tomato juice? I guess. I mean, how many calories can tomato juice have? Okay, so... A Bloody Mary can be loaded with sugar and sodium, especially if you use a pre-made mix. Okay. The low-carb one says vodka, tomato juice, lemon juice, celery salt, hot sauce, Worcestershire, 
horseradish. So it's basically like it's just a homemade Bloody Mary instead of one that comes out of a jar. I guess. Any good restaurant should be making their own anyway. That's my <laughs> that's my rationale there. Yeah, I was gobsmacked with that. Yep, never heard that before. Um, so then Brandon talks about how he and Ashley have decided to be exclusive, but they are not boyfriend and girlfriend. Well, before that, we get Spencer talking about how his crystals are going to be featured at Art, ba- um, Art Basel because he, or at Art Basel, because some yeah. bikini company reached out to him and wants to use the crystals at Art Basel. Right. And he says, as long as you like, give me credit on IG. And give him the pictures for IG. But um, I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, actually, I don't know. I... So when you were talking about whether like Spencer truly believes that Heidi's a good singer, I'm wondering what I would do if my partner came home and said, Hey babe, I'm going to sell crystals on the internet. (laughs) Um, uh, you sure? Okay. Uh, (laughs) that's a tough sell. That's a tough sell. I feel like the odds between selling crystals on the internet and becoming a Christian rock star are closer than I would guess. Yeah. Um, so Brandon and Ashley are exclusive, but they are not boyfriend and girlfriend, apparently. And Spencer kind of says, like, I think you got that backwards. Well, he does. Like, yeah. that doesn't, I mean, like, you could definitely call someone your boyfriend or girlfriend before you've decided to become exclusive. But I've never heard it go the other way around. No. I got nothing. Um, also, the Pratt Daddy Instagram has only posted 17 things. Really? 17 photos. Any of them from Art Basil? <laughs> no. Then, yeah, he's a liar. It's weird, though. I feel like they're on social all the time. Maybe he's not using Pratt Daddy, and maybe he's just using his Instagram. Even Spencer's Instagram only has 38 posts total. Well, because they're on fucking Snapchat 24-7. Yeah. I wonder whose Instagram he's talking about. I don't know. Because Snapchat... Well, on his Instagram, is there the picture of the girl from the pool? Um, Remember when he was like, oh, I need that for the gram. No. Let me check his again. This is definitely his account, though, because it's verified and it has 450,000 followers. I don't know. Interesting. Um... So then they talk about how Ashley is going to go to the bachelorette just so she can get to know the girls before she goes to Santa Barbara. Lies and allegations. It's purely so she could be on camera because she's semi cast member now. Um, But before we talk about that, we need to talk about Brandon's confessional look. Okay. It's a little scary. Oh my God. I thought he was hot as fuck. Okay. When the white shirt with the, when his hair is all dark and he's just got like the little bit of the, like the snidely whiplash mustache and his hair's combed back. Mm, I might be thinking of a different one. I don't know. Well, because I, so I tweeted and I'm like, oh my gosh, like Brandon is the hottest fucking thing ever in this confessional. Like I can't even stand it. And then the very next confessional look, he looks like Hunter Thompson again. And I was like, I spoke too soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he, he, it, he has this look twice in the episode later on. He's wearing a white shirt. His hair is very dark brown. It's all slicked back. And his facial hair, it's kind of like stubbly goatee-esque, but he looks good as shit. Okay. 
I definitely have a note in here that says new confessional. No, looks ugly or question mark. <laughs> okay. Well, um, there we go. I feel like Heather would probably agree with me, but <laughs> well, clearly I noticed something new, but <laughs> yeah, it's um, the first time it looked like this in the show. So Spencer and Brandon also talk about Brandon's relationship with Tommy Lee and Spencer encourages him to text message his father immediately. And this is where the scene order is completely fucked. So early on, like Brandon's eating wings. Then at one point, Spencer's burger comes and Spencer's burger's not there. But when they're talking about Tommy Lee, both of their Bloody Marys are, have just arrived at the table. They're brand spanking new and full to the brim. Yeah. And I, it's conceivable because li- earlier on, Spencer's is almost gone. There's only like an inch and a half left in it. So it's conceivable that Spencer might have ordered another drink, but there's no way Brandon ordered a second virgin skinny Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah. Also, that's just tomato juice. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they, this Tommy Lee conversation happened before anything else. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Well, that's but the end of that. I, I would love to know. I would love to see the raw footage to know why the editors thought it came out better to splice it up and have this at the end. I don't know. Like, why would it be less impactful to have it at the beginning and then have the girlfriend conversation at the end? I don't know. I don't get why it makes a difference. I mean, the only thing maybe is because this seemed a little tense. And by ending it with this scene, it left some tension. And if it happened at the beginning, we would have known they were joking and having fun afterwards. And it wasn't that big of a deal. So possibly. But I just thought it was very weird. And they're getting very sloppy with their editing. They are. And I think they're trying to play up the Tommy Lee stuff because something does happen during filming. So maybe that's why they wanted to do it like before the commercial break or something, but who knows? Um, and then commercial break. Oh no, wait, it's just Whitney's house and a white strips commercial. (laughs) And can we talk about the fact that her husband, Tim is wearing camo Crocs? Yeah. That was rough. I, I know people really love Timmy. He doesn't, he hasn't revved my engine. They look like they have a great relationship and they're super sweet and I'm happy for her, but he doesn't, he doesn't ring my bell. I love him, but I do not love camo Crocs or Crocs of any variety. Right. Um, you know, you're going to be on TV. So I also like that, like they're hanging out and then she says, don't forget, I have the bachelorette party tonight. I'm going to be home late. It's like, Oh my God, it's just fake as fuck. And then she calls Audrina, right? Um, or does she call Misha? No, she calls, I think, it, no, she calls Heidi. That's right. Sorry. She calls Heidi. And they're talking about Audrina and Stephanie. And she says, well, maybe they can be mature and exist in the same room. We're adults now. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... There, she says, I'm going to get ready. And it's really dubbed. And you can see the pack of white strips in the background the whole time while her phone is sitting on her vanity. Because well, the phone is sitting on the white strips. Yeah. It's, it's, stupid. I also thought it was interesting that she's in Heidi's in her phone is Heidi Pratt. Yeah. Maybe she knows another, well, it doesn't matter if she knows another Heidi, but whatever. You no, know, and not Heidi Montag. 
Like that's what I'm interesting because they've known each other for so long. Like I don't change my friend. Like my friends have gotten married. I haven't bothered to go on my phone and change their last names. No, me either. Never. My own husband is in my phone as first name, last name, just like everyone else. People make fun of me about that all the time. But like, I hate when people are like my baby wink face. Like I no fucking way. (laughs) Yeah. Not happening. No. Um, so then we head to the bachelorette party at hamburger Mary's. Yep. And Stephanie is very excited. Then she says headbands were a good call. Was that the theme? (laughs) Um, I tweeted that I was very confused by the theme. It seemed like eighties flapper. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, it was very weird. It was like 80s mixed with 20s. I don't, it was weird. Was everyone wearing a headband? I don't think so. No, it was just the two of them. It was strange. Um, I liked though, at Heidi's little like confessional, and she says like, I didn't have a lot of friends at the time when Spencer and I were engaged and getting married. And so I didn't have a bachelor party. You still don't have any friends, Heidi. No. Like you still, you have co-stars. Yeah. Like you don't have friends. These are co-stars that were forced to be with you for a television show. Yeah. And I also love that. She said, everyone decided not to like Spencer. And that's <laughs> why. And I'm like, what? No, Spencer was a psychopath. Yeah. No. Oh boy. Um, so everyone toasts Heidi and Spencer being together 10 years. And is Heidi the one that says it's her very first bachelorette party? Um, well, no, she says it, and Misha says it, and doesn't, does Whitney say it? I don't know. Someone else was like, oh, I didn't have one either. Audrina, maybe? I don't know. There was a lot of, like, we've never been to a bachelorette party before, which apparently none of you have any fucking friends, because I have been to more bachelorette and bachelor parties than I can count on 10 hands. Yeah, I know. Um, and I don't remember what Ashley said, but my note is that Ashley is the best person on this show. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. Um, and then I want to know who the gay guy at the table is. I tweeted that. I was like, where do I sign up to be the random gay at Heidi? Yeah, I know. But like, I know my note says who that. (laughs) I don't know. It should have been you, obviously. So then we go from the bachelorette party to the bachelor party at Neat. Yep. And Spencer is with Frankie, Brandon, goddamn Michael Utzinger, and Justin, Bobby, who the broadcast calls Jeebs, and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much easier than saying Justin, Bobby, so I might Nothing just... Jeb. It's like Jeb. Jeb's Jeebs, like, doesn't matter. I'm into it. Um, and Spencer says, this is an awesome group to get blacked out with. And he says, they're looking to go beyond top shelf. And that's where we get the episode title. And he says, this hangover better be expensive. Interesting that they would drag Brandon to this event. Yeah. He's apparently like a whiskey bar, just doing shots and getting shit house. Like that's got to suck and be super boring if you're sober. Right. And I'm curious about that with Brandon because I'm pretty sure if it happens during filming when he does beat up Tommy Lee, I think he slipped in his sobriety when that happened. 
Oh. But I'm not sh- I'm not sure. I'll have to do more research on that. But like yeah, I'm confused because I thought that he beat up Tommy Lee before he became sober. Was my understanding. Me too. And I thought it was before he was on this show, and that's why they're not talking. But apparently it's a little messier than that. Oh. Because I thought it was at his 21st birthday party. Or is it his brother's 21st birthday party? I don't know. Oh. Because I thought it was at someone's 21st birthday party. Maybe. Well, how old is Brennan? Only 21? No, he's like 22 or 23. Maybe it was his brother's party. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, I hope so. Um, So then Spencer gives a toast to Brody, who wasn't invited and isn't coming. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, It was Dylan's party because it was December. Okay. Yeah, he turned 21 in December. Okay, so yeah, it was at his party then. Yeah, good call. Um, And so then, like, everyone else won't really you know, back up Spencer in this toast because it's, it's awkward. Um, and then Spencer says all that Brody has to do is say sorry to Stephanie, which is really stupid. But then Brandon agrees with Spencer and says, I keep telling Brody he's prolonging the situation and making it worse. And Brody's just really stubborn. And then they just decide to forget it. They all take a shot and they say to 10 years of marriage. So. Woohoo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we go back to Hamburger Mary's and Heidi announces that Ashley, Brandon's girlfriend is coming since they, you know, they want to make her feel welcome before they all go to Santa Barbara and they're going to renew their vows. And Heidi is going to perform. She says, can't wait to see that. Oh, it should be good. And Stephanie is, freaking out as much as Spencer was in the recording studio and calls her a mini Britney Spears. And then Brandon's Ashley arrives and drunk Stephanie immediately asks her if she got a haircut because she's thinking of a different girl. (laughs) Which in the beginning I was on her side and they showed the clip from six weeks ago at Hyde where Stephanie runs into Brandon and some other girl who also had dark brown hair and Lorena. Yeah. And they do look alike. They do look alike. And, but then Stephanie like is not taking social cues and not getting it. And it's like, no, 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 it was you, it was you, it was you, it was you. And I felt like Ashley handled it very well and said like, Oh, it was probably some other girl. Ha ha. But then Stephanie when they realize it's another girl, then proceeds to talk about the other girl for, I mean, it was just very, I was like, Stephanie, stop. Yeah. Um, so then they keep talking about it. And then does someone ask Ashley if she's a fitness model? No, they, the other girl is a fitness model. What other girl? The oh, one Lorena. She was Lorena. Oh, okay. Model. And then Stephanie was like, she said she was a fitness model. And blah, 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 blah. Like, okay. It was, that's <laughs> when she would shut the fuck up about it. It was very uncomfortable. Okay. And then that's pretty much it. And oh, and then like half the table gets up and walks away from Stephanie and goes to the other side of the table. Yeah. Um, Steph- that was, this is also where we got where the drag queen like calls Heidi up to the stage because it's her bachelorette. And says, like, and who are you? And I'm like, you're at fucking Hamburger Mary's in West Hollywood. Everyone fucking knows who Heidi is. Like, give me a break. 
She, they should have been, and there's cameras there. I'm like, no, stop trying to pretend. Yeah. So then we briefly go back to the bachelor party and they're doing more shots. And someone says, all of you guys are fucking lit. And then they call out Spencer because he's behind a few shots. And then he takes three back to back and says, not anymore. And then he kind of like leans, like he leans kind of over the table. And then he goes, I'm definitely throwing up tonight. (laughs) Spencer can be really funny. Yeah, he is funny. I know. And I'm, I keep saying it every week, but like he, every episode, he gets a few laughs out of me and I'm into it. So then we're at Mary's for the rest of the episode. So Heidi does some twerking. Oh, that was uncomfortable to watch. And I want to know how Jesus feels about that. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't my It's great. Yeah, she's a self-made twerker, uh, according to her. So then Heidi leaves her own party because Gunner is awake and needs to go to bed. Which makes me curious to know, because usually, like, I should just go on Hamburger's Mary's website and see what time the drag shows are there. Most places usually do two at night. Um, I wonder if they have one that's super early. Because it's winter. I mean, it could be dark at 6 o'clock. So yeah, they could be out of there by 830 and then Stephanie says, Gunner's going to be used as an excuse until he's 50. I need a Gunner. <laughs> yeah, Gunner is the excuse, baby. Mm-hmm. So then Ashley Waller also leaves early. And then they end the scene before the commercial break quickly with Stephanie asking Audrina to talk. Audrina, can we talk? Yeah. And then we come back from commercial and Stephanie and Audrina get into it. And I just, Audrina's really bugging me with the whole thing. They can't decide who is part of the problem and who's fake. And you know what you've been doing and you've been lying. And Stephanie says, you're the reason Brody attacked me. And I cared about the fires, Audrina. I'm from Malibu. And then Audrina just can't let go of the fact that Stephanie is, quote, a loose cannon and very dramatic. And then Stephanie says, well, you're dramatic about Justin. And then Audrina says, Justin's not in the picture anymore. Interesting. And Stephanie says, well, you've been talking shit about me. Blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. They can't, they're just yelling at each other about who's the victim. And Stephanie says, your victim thing with all of your exes, you're disgusting. So then Whitney comes in in her confessional and she says that Stephanie's behavior is really scary and the things that she's saying leave scars. And I want to know what really was said. They cut some, they cut some stuff out. Did they not say on, well, we don't know on podcast because Stephanie wasn't there. Right. Um, but, yeah, because... Because my takeaways from this, for, for with that, was I said, what did Stephanie say that was so bad? Like, I don't get it. Like, it seems, right. it's like, ever. Like, none of that seemed that bad to me. Um, I also thought it was interesting that Stephanie does not understand the difference between being fake and being civil. I know. Because what she kept saying to Audrey, she's like, I, I'm being fake. And I can't be fake because I'm, like, saying hello to you and being nice to you. 
that's being civil, Stephanie. Like, that's not being fake. Like, that's what none of these people seem to understand, that there is a difference between fake and civil. You can be civil to someone <laughs> that you don't like for the greater good. Right. Like, that's not being fake. If you're not literally screaming at someone that you hate them in a group full of people, that's just being civil. Well, um, I mean, it also didn't make sense, especially in this case, because it was a party that she planned for her reunited family slash best friend Heidi. So she should have wanted it to be civil and to go well. Yeah, it's weird. And yeah. then my other really big takeaway from this was that they fucking drove to Vegas. They oh. didn't fly. Because she said that. She was like, Audrina, she's like, the whole way in the car to Vegas, we talked about the fires. She's like, I was just over it. And I just wanted to have a nice dinner and not talk about it anymore. And I'm like, what the production? You couldn't fucking fly them to Vegas? You made them drive? Yeah, that's weird. And now I want to go back. I think I have it saved on my DVR and watch the episode and see. Because I swear to God, they showed an airport. Yeah. They showed a plane and then they showed them in Vegas. Maybe she meant, like, on the ride from the airplane to the hotel or something? No, but... no, 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 no. Because she said, she said we were in the car for five hours. Yeah, and it's also, yeah. And huh. they never showed them. I think I'm going to watch it again. They don't show any of them. They show, it as like, a shot of the airport, a shot of a plane, and then a shot of them in Vegas. Right, and yeah, just no, you're, you're right. I think it's really funny that production like, made them drive. <laughs> Well, so, and then, like, after Stephanie says the thing about her exes and how Audrina's disgusting, Audrina does look upset, and she says, do not go there. And so, I want to, Stephanie definitely said something nastier than what we saw, I think. Like, about Corey, you think? Maybe. I wonder if it was about Corey, and they had to cut it because of all the divorce stuff. Yeah. Like, of all the custody stuff. Right. Well, so, and, like, Audrina is winding Brody up, and she is you know, lying about Stephanie. So it wouldn't surprise me if tipsy Stephanie decided to throw out Justin and Ryan Cabrera and Corey and like Audrina does have a thing with her exes. Cause I wonder if, I mean, we really don't hear much about what's going on with Corey and Audrina on the show at all. I wonder if there is a cease and desist, like a gag. I'm sure. Talk about it. Just like Catherine on Southern charm. So maybe they had to cut it. Yeah. Whatever Stephanie said. Yeah. So this is where Prattcast this week, actually, it made me feel better, at least for Stephanie's sake, because Wells defended her with the Justin, Bobby, and Audrina thing. He said, you know, Audrina does owe her an apology. She accused her of sleeping with someone that she didn't sleep with. And Stephanie's whole point is that she needs to apologize for that. But also, even if Stephanie had slept with Justin, Bobby, that it's none of Audrina's concern because they dated 10 years ago and they're clearly not in each other's romantic pictures now. And I was like, yay, good, yes, Wells, go. (laughs) Much different than what you said last time. So, yeah, but I can't, I want Stephanie to come back because I want to hear all the real tea. But do you think we'll get it or do you think they'll already have moved on to next week? I don't know. And with Stephanie, who knows? Like, she's so scattered when she's on the podcast, so. Yeah. And she doesn't want to show, so that makes it difficult. Right, and I did have to sit through a lot of Wells talking about his own engagement, so. Uh, I know. Yeah, buckle so for that. Um, and scenes from the next, we get more Brandon Lee and Ashley, and then this is where the rumors about Brody and Caitlin start to take flight. And that's going to be dark, but also kind of a waste of time now. Yeah. So, there's that. 
Yeah, there was a lot of like open marriage talk. I thought they owned that. I think they do. So I'm sure that's what's going to come out. Maybe that's why they decided not to legally file their marriage. Is that like, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll find Uh, out. All right. Well, that's it. I got nothing more. And I will be live tweeting this Monday and we will talk to all of you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at One Hit Pod. You can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at Hey It's Mare B. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.